2: I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba casino at chumbacasino.com, Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait, start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus getting you ready for all of Sunday's betting action. This is Sunday bet prep on VSIN, the sports betting network.
3: Welcome back in. It's Sunday bed prep here on v Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. I got, a, I got a giant sports book behind me. It's a pretty good living room, right? Here at the Circa Books. Circa just off the Fremont Street experience. Uh, shout out to the crew. Uh, Dan, Jason, Nick, Brad, behind the scenes here. Making sure uh, at least I'm somewhat in order. Somewhat in order tonight. Uh, but we're happy to be with you, Uh At some point, Dan Miller is going to give me the update on uh, what's going on in UFC 285. Two title fights. uh, First title fight's underway, right? Underway? Uh, Shevchenko and Grasso underway at T-Mobile Arena. Uh, And then, of course, the return to the octagon for John Bones Jones, uh, which, uh, of course, uh, Dan Miller, our producer tonight, big UFC better. I I asked him right right out of the gate, hey, you have anything on the... Anything on the on the main event? It's like, of course, Bones is back. Like, all right, well, I should have been able to guess that one. So um, we, we we either have a very happy Dan Miller or a very upset Dan Miller in a little bit. Uh, let's uh, go to good. You know, we did. We were going to talk about this last night, but we we ended up getting uh, I, I had my stuff last night on college basketball. So let's go. Let's go to the NFL uh, combine week in Indy, and oh boy, oh boy, what a day for Anthony Richardson. What a day. Highest high jump ever for a quarterback. He is the size of George Kittle with that today. The arm strength looked incredible. Again, the vertical is 40.5 inches, which is by far the record for a quarterback at the NFL Combine. 4.44 on his fastest run today on the 40-yard dash. Broad jump, ten point nine in uh, ten feet nine inches. Number one in quarterbacks. Uh, the only quarterback uh, again for athleticism scores that uh, next gen stats do at the NFL. So Anthony Richardson had a ninety nine out of a hundred, pretty good. The only other quarterback to score ninety nine since these stats have been started to be uh, taken uh, taken account into in two thousand three. Robert Griffin III, RG3, who pre-injury, we know, pretty darn good. The other guys who scored highly, Tyree Jackson, who ended up being a tight end, by the way, Trevor Knight, which I would never have guessed that, and then Tyrod Taylor, who's still in the league. So we talked about this earlier in the week, and we've been talking about this on the network throughout the week. Anthony Richardson's rise. In the first pick market and first quarterback selected markets, he is just people are betting this like they already know he's going number one. They're already betting it, and if you look at number one, as we go into today, so Dan Miller put puts together the rundown in the more in, in the early afternoon today. Okay, Anthony Richardson was five to one at about one o'clock Eastern today. Okay, as we sit here. On Sunday now, Anthony Richardson is now shorter than C.J. Stroud to go number one. He is now three to one. He was as high as 150 to one a month ago. Bryce Young's minus 205 favorite to go number one overall. Stroud plus 450. Will Anderson and Will Levis at 12 to one. Everyone else 50 to one or longer. Those four, forget Levis. Young, Richardson, Stroud, and Anderson are the only possibilities at this point, especially after... Uh, what has happened with Jalen Carter arrested for his uh, for reckless driving uh, charge uh, in, in uh, relation to the tragedy in Athens the day after the Bulldogs won the title? But I'm gonna I'm gonna take the opposite approach here because let's look at what Anthony Richardson did for the Florida Gators this year. Okay, beginning of the year as we know, opening night. You draw Utah in the swamp, and Anthony Richardson was amazing in that game. There is no arguing that. He was the best player on the field. It looked like, all right, the Anthony Richardson Heisman run on the way, clapping the hands. And then it slowed down, and it ground to a halt pretty quickly. Mediocre against Kentucky. Didn't play great against a bad South Florida team put up huge numbers against Tennessee and actually a better effort than expected against uh, against the uh, the Vols. He threw for 66 passing yards against Mizzou. The, I, again, he just doesn't, other than the Utah game, really other than the Utah game, nothing jumps off the page in action for me. And look, we have seen plenty of teams get in trouble for taking guys that are awesome in, in, in a short in shorts and t-shirts. Look at my Jets. Zach Wilson could throw the ball sixty-five yards in the air as his pro pro day in pro ball. How did that work out? How's that working? Need a new quarterback. He's not even through three years yet. I'm not comparing Anthony Richardson to Zach Wilson. He probably, it's going to be hard for Anthony Richardson to be a worse pro than Zach Wilson's been through two years. It's going to be hard to have that type of bust. But this, to me, screams, be careful here. Where, yes, there are concerns about the other two guys. I'm not even counting Levis here. I would not, if Levis is the first quarterback selected, something's gone wrong here. There are concerns with Young and Stroud. C.J. Stroud was pretty unimpressive this year except for in the college football playoff semifinal against Georgia where he was remarkable in that game. And if it wasn't for his defense failing, Ohio State would have won a national championship. And then Bryce Young, we know that we know what it is. It's the height. Dan Miller, the, the, our producer, was complaining about how C.J. Stroud, or excuse me, how Bryce Young was looking like he was wearing lifts in his shoes the other day. Dan Miller in my ear immediately with the scream of he was. <laughs> so, I mean, look at look. There are concerns. There there are concerns about these guys at the top of the board. No arguing that. And that's why the allure of a guy who can do all this stuff athletically in the combine. And look, kudos to Anthony Richardson for going out and performing. Kudos for doing that. Still a hard thing to do. People don't throw anymore at the Combine. Quarterbacks don't do things at the Combine much anymore. And he went out, and not only did he go out and do it, he went out and, like we said, had the highest athletic athleticism score ever tied with RG3 when he was at the Combine by a quarterback, period, since 2003. And I would imagine that it didn't matter if we went back to 1953. I know there wasn't a Combine then that Anthony Richardson would still score the highest for a quarterback. But it's just one of those where I cannot ignore what I watched this year at Florida, where other than the game against Utah, where, again, I think, again, Utah, I know Utah won won the Pac-12 this year. I know they beat USC twice. I really don't care. Utah's just mentally tougher than all those Pac-12 teams. And we've seen over the last few years, when you take Utah out of the Pac-12, they're really not that good. Because the other teams are able to equal the mental toughness, and those teams are more more likely than not more talented than what Kyle Whittingham puts on the field. And that's credit to Kyle Whittingham for overachieving with the talent he usually has at Utah. But other than that game, numbers were good against Tennessee, but Florida was chasing the whole way. Same deal in the Georgia game. He was fine, but Florida was chasing the whole game. Vandy threw for 400 yards, but Florida lost to Vanderbilt. I don't see it. I really don't see it. I think this is a, you, you are playing with fire if you take this guy number one. Now, it's a lot different though. If let's say he's there at number four and the other two quarterbacks have already gone and Young and Stroud and you take him at four, that's fine. There's no issue with me for that. I would take Anthony Richardson over Will Levis as the third quarterback in this draft. But when this is all said and done, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are better quarterbacks in the NFL than Anthony Richardson. And I think if if a team takes Anthony Richardson over one of those two guys, that's going to be a mistake that more than likely costs the GM of that team their job. Because Bryce Young is going to be good. C.J. Dr- Stroud, I'm pretty sure, will be good. Could Anthony Richardson end up being the best of these guys? Yeah, maybe. I could be wrong. The talent could win here. But based off what we saw at Florida, other than that Utah game this year, again brilliant in that game. I don't see how you can watch that tape and say he, yeah, he's the number one pick in the NFL draft. I don't get it. By the way, for you, we, we went through the first pick odds. The first quarterback odds are slightly different, where Bryce Young is a bigger favorite than he is on the first overall pick. Bryce Young's minus two fifty. Anthony Richardson's down to plus two fifty. Stroud is at 4-1. Will Levis at 10-1. to one. I think it's crazy. I think this is crazy movement. And I understand why the betting markets are betting it. NFL teams fall in love with the guys who, do, who have ridiculous combines. they have seen guys move up that haven't deserved to move up because they are great in the shorts and the t-shirt. Only time will tell. But I don't see it. From a betting perspective here, You can't bet Anthony Richardson, you missed missed your boat already. If anything, I think the only thing you can look at now is C.J. Stroud. You're getting as good of a price as you're going to get on C.J. Stroud, period, now. Four to one's pretty good to be the first quarterback selected and plus 450 to go number one. Again, I don't think he goes number one. I still think Young. I think Indianapolis is going to trade from four to one, and Indianapolis is going to take Bryce Young. I think that's how this is going to end up working out when it's all said and done. But at plus 450? I think that's worth a little bit of a sprinkle on Stroud, just in case if we're wrong on who they're to like at number one, and if Anthony Richardson goes number one, if you had one of those one fifty to ones, good for you, because you were a believer a lot earlier than everyone else seemingly was. Getting NFL draft a little over a month away, Kansas City to side right outside Union Station in downtown KC. We're really looking forward to that draft night, one of our favorite nights of the of the year here at Visa. All right. We did buy or sell last night. We're going to do it again tonight. We're looking at a few more teams in college basketball. Are we buying them or are we selling them at the current futures prices? We'll tell you about it next. Beeson, Sunday Bet Prep, rolling along.
1: So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
2: Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com
4: no purchase necessary group. Void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this is saturday bet
0: prep on vsin the sports betting network
3: Before you make your next bet, be sure to check out the betting splits data at vcin.com. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see where changes are in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match. Public opinion. You can check out not just today's action but future events as well. Betting splits, another way. We're here to make you a better better at vcin. Check them out today. Betting splits. Every game. vcin.com. Happy to be with you. Sunday bet prep here on Veasan. I'm Jeff Files. We're all happy to be with you. Michael Duarte is going to join us in 15 minutes. Talking Lakers, talking Clippers. Plenty to get to with uh, with Michael Duarte in 15 minutes time. Looking at um, looking at college hoops here. We did buy or sell yesterday with a lot of selling. And current pricing, a lot of selling, and uh, maybe we'll we'll see if we can find a bull market here on some of these teams are on today. and And let's start. Let's start with the current, uh, at least by most bracketologies, the number one seed overall, and that is Alabama. Alabama loses earlier today on the road in what was a bad spot for them against Texas A and M. No arguing that they clinched a the number one seed already in the SEC tournament. They beat AM 67 to 61. Or excuse me, AM beats them 67 to 61. I'm not sure how that will impact the race for the number one overall seed. Kansas behind them lost. Houston in action at noon against Memphis, where Memphis or where Houston is a favorite on the road. I'm curious to see how that will be. Remember, Alabama has the hammer, which is a win in Houston earlier in the year. At the current price, and this is what all matters on this, at the current price, Alabama currently the second co-favorite with KU at 8-1. to one. You look at Alabama's numbers, they're number three in Ken Palm on defense. They're the second fastest tempo team in America. They're 21st in offensive efficiency. Very good. And we kind of talked about this yesterday with, with TCU and a little with Houston. They're not an elite three-point shooting team by any stretch, despite the fact that they play fast and are trying to get open looks from three. Alabama is 182 in the country in three-point shooting. That's average, right smack dab in the middle of the country. They're 366 teams, so 182 right in the middle, slightly in the top half. I don't really care about three-point defense, and that's part of the reason I don't love Tennessee either. Part of the reason that Alabama's three-point defense and Tennessee's three-point defense, are, are, those numbers are as great as they are, is because the SEC is not good at shooting three-pointers this year. It's a conference. So I'm just curious, and especially with everything that's gone off the court with one of their players, who is no longer on the team, uh, uh, charged with uh, with manslaughter, killing a young a woman, and, but then very well potentially was with a weapon given to him maybe by Brandon Miller, as we know through the uh, what has been released over the last few weeks. Brandon Miller, who by any account on what's gone on the floor, has been one of the five best players in the country and clearly the best player in the SEC this year, not even on a wooden award watch list, not a finalist, probably will not be voted SEC player of the year either because of what has happened off the court. I am just curious to see, again, I mean, he's not getting suspended at this point. If he hasn't been suspended by now, he's not getting suspended. I'm very curious to see how Alabama is able to hold up through a six-game potential run in, in, in the NCAA tournament. But I think there are a lot of teams, and again, especially if you get Alabama on a night where they're not hitting threes, and that's the whole thing here. With these teams that are not good shooting teams, them going four of twenty-five from three is more than in play. And if Alabama goes four from twenty-five and three against a good team, they're gonna lose. So at eight to one, they are a definite sell currently in the national championship odds at eight to one. Let's go to Connecticut next. Oh, this is this is my favorite one here. UConn. What a talented team Connecticut has. Good win on Saturday night on the road against Villanova. Nova finally started looking like themselves. UConn was like, nah, would not quite, guys, not ready." They've won five in a row. They've won eight of nine. You make it nine of eleven as well. They are starting. They are starting to look like the team that steamrolled through non-conference and beat Oregon, beat Alabama, beat Iowa State handled Oklahoma State, beat up on Florida in Gainesville. They look like that team that from Thanksgiving through the first week of December looked like the best team in the country for a two-week period. They're not quite at that level, but they're getting on their way again. My huge problem with UConn, by the way, right now 16-1 to win the national title. My problem is that they are very boneheaded. And this was my problem with them last year where they drew New Mexico State. Remember Timmy Allen in the NCAA tournament, New Mexico State, huge game for Allen, and they beat UConn in the NCAA tournament in the first round. Knocked them out. 5-12 upset. There it was. In In a game that was in Buffalo, which was essentially a home game for UConn. I am just a little concerned that, and again, remember, We're talking about a guy in Danny Hurley who's never been passed the round of 32. He's gotten to the round of 32 a few times, both of those at Rhode Island. But I do not trust, even with all this talent for UConn, I do not trust them to make a deep run in the tournament unless if this draw right now that Lenardi had with him going into today, where they're the four seed in the East, where if they get by Miami in a round of 32, which, by the way, would not be easy at all, because Miami is a really talented team. And we'll get to them a little bit later in the show on Buy or Sell. If they they are capable of beating Purdue. They are capable of beating Texas and Tennessee, if that happens to be the region that they get plopped into. But I just don't trust them. They have a really high turnover rate. 221st in the country. 18 of their possessions end in a turnover. That is a very high number for a team that is supposed to be a legitimate contender. That scares me. And again, this is another one of those teams that is great defending the three. And I think in college basketball, more than anything, defending the three-point line is more randomness more than anything. Sure, you could be a great defending at the three-point line, but if a team is incapable of making shots, you could be leaving them wide open and it not matter. But you could be defending them great, and they could be making shots that night. It's more random defending the three more than anything. So I'm selling UConn at their current price as well. 16 to 1 on UConn. Obviously, this is turning into the sell segment here. It shouldn't be buy or sell. It's sell, sell, sell some more. Because Purdue's up next for me. Purdue's 12 to 1 to win a national title. By the way, during the show here, UCLA has vaulted them to the short the fourth shortest odds. Purdue now 12 to 1 alone, the fifth shortest odds to win the title. UCLA is 10-1 now. Purdue projected one seed. They play Illinois, uh again at noon Eastern. Eight-point favorites they are at DraftKings. Purdue. has has Edie, who's going to be the player of the year. There's no arguing that. Zach Edie's done more than enough to win that award. But I don't trust their guards. That's their problem. Their guards are young. They have no veteran leadership in the backcourt. And that is a huge problem moving into the NCAA tournament if you're trying to make a big run. And despite Edie being awesome, Every facet this year. I don't know how you can push Purdue into the realms of winning a national title when you have a guy who, again, could get in foul trouble and then all of a sudden you're relying on your guards. So they should not be this short. Now, look, they could be shorter by the time the NCAA tournament comes along. If they went out and end up with a good draw as a one seed, they could end up being well shorter than 12-1. to Maybe they get the Kansas draw from a year ago. And you take advantage of it. But twelve to one is too short on Purdue. So we are selling. Sell, sell, sell. It's a bear market. Alabama, Yukon, Purdue, at those prices, not meaning that Alabama isn't capable of winning at all, but at the current prices eight to 1, 16 to one, and twelve to one. We are selling those three. I promise we have to we have some buys. Later in the show, I promise. There are some numbers I'm buying right now that I would look to buy right now. It's not going to be just selling like crazy as we move along here, as we have more buy or sell later in the show. But coming up next, Michael Duarte. NBC LA covers the Lakers. We'll ask him about the Clippers as well. More to get to here on v Sin Sunday Bet Breakfast.
0: This is Saturday,
3: prep on v the Sports Betting Network. Sports fans, now that we are in March, Bed Rivers' online sportsbook is the place to be for basketball and hockey. Bed Rivers has it covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join them every week for new promotions like their Tuesday, hockey first goal insurance, Saturday, hockey same game parlay betting get weekly Pro Basketball bet and get, and plenty more. Check them out today at bedrivers.com or download the app Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Happy to be with you on Sunday bet prep. I'm Jeff Parles. Getting ready for Jones versus Gain in the main event. Uh, apparently, uh, Bones on his way out to the Octagon. First time we've seen him since February of 2020 in a UFC fight, so pre-COVID-19 pandemic taking hold. So it has been a very long time since we've seen John Bones Jones in the octagon. But we'll we'll keep you updated on that. But now we bring in Michael Duarte right now, covers the Lakers, the Dodgers, the Rams, and all things L.A. for NBC L.A. joins us right now. Michael, thank you for being with us. Jeff, thanks for having me on and uh, i can
4: confirm john jones is heading out to the ring right now i'm watching live as well
3: it's uh, it's it's pretty amazing uh, again we've not seen him fight in over 3 years and a reasonable favorite tonight a little under $2 we'll see how that fight goes uh with uh, jones heading to the octagon right now uh but let's uh let's pivot over to, to the basketball here michael and uh look uh the lakers seemingly with a good trade deadline seemingly had it all set up Getting at least in the play maybe if all things go right, get into the actual playoffs and avoid a play scenario. Then LeBron gets hurt, and now the Lakers, uh, as we head into the final 18 games of the season, are one game behind Utah and New Orleans for the nine seed in the Western Conference. They're 30 and 34. What do you think ha- ends up happening here over these last 18 games for LA? Yeah, great question. I think, Jeff, that these Lakers
4: need to get to 500 to get into that play-in tournament, like you said. So right now, four games back with 18 to play. Um, they just need to, to get to 41 and 41, in my opinion, where the season ends, and that should put them in ninth or tenth. Uh, if we look at the Utah Jazz, I think that's a team that's trending in the wrong direction. Obviously, they made a bunch of trades at the deadline, uh, they are loaded, as Danny Ainge likes to do when he takes over a front office with lots of draft picks. So that team is ready, uh, looking to ahead to the future and to the draft. I think they're going to end up falling out of the picture, and the Lakers will end up taking that spot. But the problem is you've got to hold off a, a Thunder team that's a half a game back. They're young, they're scrappy. Um, they're impressing some people as far as they weren't even supposed to be in the, the play-in conversation, and, and they're hovering there. And also the Portland Trailblazers, where you got a guy like – Damian Lillard who can pour 70 points (laughs) at any given night. So without LeBron James here for the next three weeks with his right uh, tendon injury in his foot, um, they're going to need to just keep above water. And and like I said, at least try to get back to to 500, which I think is doable with their schedule coming up ahead. they got a lot of games with the Rockets, uh, another game with the Thunder head to head. Uh, If you can win those without LeBron and get to 500, I think
3: you can get into the play in. We saw a huge game from AD against the Timberwolves. Uh, last night, it wasn't enough to get the win. A.D. looked like superstar A.D. again, 38 in that 110-102 loss to Minnesota uh, as the Lakers tried to climb back over the uh, the Timberwolves. But, Michael, just, just looking at A.D., again, we haven't seen him play that much over the last few years because of injury. Do you think he still has the superstardom in him for at least a short spurt here while the Lakers wait for LeBron to get back? Absolutely, I do. I just think it
4: becomes a little more difficult, especially when you play a team like the Minnesota Timberwolves who can throw a former defensive player of the year and Rudy Gobert at you uh, to kind of isolate Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is not a guy uh, who's going to be able to play with the ball in his hand. He needs a, a point guard to get him the ball. It's been Dennis Schroeder, uh, the Lakers' backup point guard here the last few games, who's been tasked with that assignment of getting Anthony Davis the ball and getting him in the pick and roll situation hopefully when d'angelo russell comes back um that that'll be his job and he's gonna be a little bit better at that with dennis Schroder, who's a little bit more of a, an attacking guard who can finish at the rim and then d'angelo russell obviously a little bit of better shooting guard uh c- can shoot the three ball well but then obviously lebron who can play any and all positions all five uh when he comes back the pick and roll game and the connection that he and anthony davis have uh, over these last few seasons together, obviously winning a championship in the bubble in 2020. That is something that I think if you saw them at least get into the play-in and that team's 100% healthy with, with the new six players they added at the deadline, like you mentioned, sending that, that Russell Westbrook experiment, uh, hit me eject button on that uh, and, and getting him out to, to the Clippers, I guess. So I guess he didn't go too far. But getting him out of there and blowing up that experiment and getting younger, in my opinion, and more depth behind that team, I think they can absorb a loss like LeBron a little bit better now because of it. Uh, and, and I think if they can get into that play-in tournament, if AD can carry them and AD can play the way he did, like you just mentioned, 38 the other night in that loss to Timberwolves, then I think if you're healthy going in, you're, you're going to see a lot of people think they might have a shot to win back-to-back. Uh, and then you might even see some pundits and, and analysts uh, and, and even betters. Uh, take him to upset the Nuggets in that 1-8 matchup if they were to get that far into the first round of, of the playoffs. Uh, I know that even with LeBron down, their odds have dropped as far as their odds of winning the the, Nash, uh, the NBA championship. And a lot of
3: bettors are still liking them if LeBron can get healthy and they can get in making a run. People are always going to bet the Lakers, Michael. And that is one thing we always know, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, reg- regardless of what it is. But, hey, look, uh, with the way, uh, especially, too, where – even though Denver, to me, has been the most consistent team in the entire NBA this year, they're a team that hasn't done it in a postseason. I would imagine that if it is a Laker-Nuggets series, if that is the 1-8, that, that will be a shot, especially if LeBron is healthy. We're at a bare minimum, the Lakers would very very easily have a puncher's chance to pull an 8-1, over one, Michael. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the Lakers team who, for whatever reason,
4: has played Denver well in the regular season and in the postseason uh, in recent years. I think if that series is is what we we talked about, and that is something we see in the first round of one-verse-eight, and the Lakers are healthy, that's obviously a big if when you have Anthony Davis on your team and LeBron James uh, and some guys who can, who've who been nicked up and, and the Lakers have been shorthanded for most of the year. But if you have that opportunity uh, on your team healthy i think they can they can take that series to six or seven games i don't know if they pull it off uh against the nuggets and the reason i believe that is because jamal murray is back and healthy and him back and healthy and now that you have a healthy michael porter jr you added aaron gordon and you added a guy that to me lakers fans completely underestimated uh when he was with us and that's Contavius caldwell pope kcp Great wing defender, can shoot the three ball. Uh, He was vital in that Lakers championship in the bubble. Obviously, they traded him out to get Russell Westbrook, and now he's on Denver as well. I think that's too much with a healthy Jamal Murray and you know looking like potentially now three-time MVP in Nikola Jokic, uh, the Joker. So I don't think they'll have enough, but I think that would be a long series and a series the Lakers could potentially take to seven games.
3: Michael Duarte with us right now, uh, covers – uh, the Lakers, all things L.A. as well for NBC L.A. Uh, Michael, I just got to ask you about the Clippers because they've lost five in a row since Russell Westbrook has gotten there. Uh, <laughs> are they going to find a way through this? Because this is a team, obviously, championship aspirations. Kawhi, Paul, Kawhi's healthy. Paul George is healthy. And here they are. They're the eighth seed. They're the eighth seed. It's the exact same thing they were last year when Kawhi didn't even play a game.
4: Yeah, the the, the... – the irony and the humor in this, obviously their record since Russell Westbrook signed with them after he was waived by the jazz, as you mentioned is, is speaks for itself right now. They're struggling now. Granted, they've played some tough teams. They have played overtime games. They've lost by a point here, a point there. So, so bad breaks, including that, that, that last two games they faced against the Kings, the, 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 the one prior to uh, Saturday night or Friday night, excuse me, was the second highest NBA scoring game in history. Mm-hmm. So that's something to, to not knock up. But, for me, Russell Westbrook hasn't played with these guys, anybody on this team except Paul George before years ago in Oklahoma City. Uh, this was a guy who was coming off the bench for the entire year for the Lakers. If I think Tyrone Liu will eventually figure it out as far as rotation. Uh, I think Westbrook needs to be coming off the bench for the Clippers as well. I think Terrence Mann should go back to the starting lineup where he was before the trade. But to me, if you're looking at the Clippers and just far as their chances of, you know, advancing far in the postseason, uh, you know, maybe competing for a championship. I know a lot of people thought that they were a a sexy pick, I should say, to win the NBA finals if if Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were healthy. But to me, they were lacking rebounding and shooting. They addressed the rebounding by getting plumley at the deadline. They did not address the shooting and arguably you traded away one of your best shooters and just getting Russell Westbrook back. He's not a shooter. Uh, He's not a good three-point shooter either. So I think they're going to be lacking some three-point shooting. And ultimately, I think it's not going to be enough to to overcome a team like the Nuggets or the Grizzlies or the Suns or even the Mavericks, who, once they figure it out, are going to look really good. And once Steph Curry comes back for the Warriors, which is supposed to be uh, Sunday afternoon at Staples Center against the Lakers, I think the Warriors are a team to
3: look out for, too. He's Michael Duarte. Get him on the tweets at Michael J. Duarte. NBC LA covers the Lakers. For them, Michael. Thank you for being with us. Enjoy the fight coming up. Anytime, thank you. We are going to stay in the NBA next on Sunday. Bad press.
1: Zumo Play.
4: This
0: is Saturday bet prep on VZIN,
3: the sports betting network. Sports fans, now that we are in the March, Ben Rivers online sports book is the place to be for basketball and hockey. Ben Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join them every week for their new promotions, like their Tuesday hockey first goal insurance, Saturday hockey same game parlay and get, weekly pro basketball and get. And plenty more. Check out Bet Rivers today or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers. Happy to be with you Sunday, Bet Prep Ronald. Big thanks to Michael Duarte for joining us in the last segment. Uh, we'll give you the results when we have them on the main event as Jones uh, is, is Jones against Gain in the main event. Amazing win for Grosso. What was it? Uh, by, by, by submission at 18 to 1. On Grasso, Dan Miller going nuts in the back, so something's obviously going on in that fight. So we'll uh, we'll keep you acclaimed as we go along. Let's go to the NBA. We'll stay there. We were talking about it last segment. But we'll stay there. We talked about the Western Conference last night, where again, when we when we when the show first aired last night, Saturday, bet Bed Prep, we didn't even know about what happened with John Moran overnight. Where John Morant was on his Instagram, Instagram Live at a club, and for some reason he wanted to brandish a weapon. Why? Your guess is as good as mine. Just don't get it. Suspended for at least two games, deactivated all of his social media, uh, put out an apology, but just don't get it. Clearly, clearly John Morant needs some new friends. That's, That's all that is. Get the right people around you. Have people in your circle that care about you. So you're not ending up in trouble. No reason. Too good of a player to throw it over not throw it away over nonsense. Which is what Ja's on his way to doing at this point. We talked about even without that, without the suspension and all the nonsense that has come about come about, about Morant and his and his crew over the last few weeks. Uh we talked about last night how Memphis is a massive sell in the playoffs. They're just not good enough. They yap, 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 yap. They're not good enough. They've done nothing. They've won one playoff series. Woo woo. Good for you. What an accomplishment. One accomplishment. So, you know, the the, the KD, Kyrie, Brooklyn Nets, who also won one playoff series. Congratulations. Really accomplished a ton. But I want to look at the Eastern Conference. And we'll pivot back to the West, because Steph Curry looks like he's coming back against the Lakers, along with Andre Iguodala, which is a big deal because the Warriors have hopped up to the five seed, and with a healthy Steph, they are a legitimate threat to win the title again. But starting in in the East, where Milwaukee's... All-time quiet 16-game losing streak goes up in flames. Sixers with a huge come-from-behind win. Get it done on the road, 133-130. As they are the number three seed in the East. And again, that those standings in the East, right now the Sixers are 41-22 and with the win tonight. Currently four back of Milwaukee. Two and a half clear of Cleveland, four clear to Knicks. By the way, look at the Knicks. Look at the Knicks. The Knicks look like a real team for the first time in a, in a long time. Winners of eight in a row. Jalen Brunson looks like a bona fide star. Oh, by the way, yeah, Jalen Brunson undersized out of Villanova. That's why he can't go in the first round. Yeah, good, good, good job, everyone. Good talent evaluation as usual on that kind of nonsense. Clearly, Jalen Brunson was going to be a good pro. I don't care how small how small he was out of Villanova. Come on took him some time, but legitimate, legitimate borderline third-team NBA this year. But as you look at the East, it really is two, the two-headed monster. It's really Boston and Milwaukee. I, I Look, if Harden's going to play like he did tonight, which is the best Philadelphia Harden game by a wide margin that he's had, not even close, Harden with 38 tonight, 38 to go along with 10 assists and only two turnovers and nine boards, near triple-double. If Philly's going to get that version of Harden, they have a shot. They have a shot to pull a big upset. But we're not going to get that consistently for multiple playoff series from Harden. It's just not going to happen. But they are a threat. If that happens, and we know how good MBD is. You know my thoughts on MBD. I think he's, he's the second most talented player in the league. Only Giannis is more talented than he is. Even though Jokic is on his way to his third MVP, and probably rightfully so. But the question is in the Eastern Conference, how do we, uh, if it isn't Boston and Milwaukee, Philly's the only other team that really has a shot. Cleveland 13-1 is not worth betting it. I don't think that's long enough. Same with Miami. Miami shouldn't be twenty-two to one. They're not good enough this year. They're just not that good. The Knicks are thirty-five to one, too short. And then anyone else? I mean, Brooklyn, Atlanta, Toronto. None of those teams have chances of winning multiple playoff series. I'm not even sure if Atlanta's going to get through a play-in scenario this go around. But you, it comes down to we're inevitably going to get the Milwaukee-Boston series, and. Last year, and I look, I don't want to sound like sour grapes because last year I bet Milwaukee to win the East and win the title and Middleton gets hurt and they lose the long seven-game series. If Chris Middleton's healthy in that series against Boston, Milwaukee wins that series in five games. They should have won that series even without Chris Middleton. I think Milwaukee's the better basketball team and should be favored at this point in the in the East. Boston's plus 125, Milwaukee's plus 190 at DraftKings. I think those numbers should be flipped. Where Milwaukee should be plus one and a quarter and Boston should be plus 190. And now look, if Boston ends up with home court, it could be a different story. But I think Milwaukee's getting that one seed. And if they have home court, they're beating Boston this go-around and getting to the finals. I really do think we end up with a rematch of two years ago again. Where it's Milwaukee against Phoenix. Kevin Durant and and Booker seem to be awesome together. Booker's put together two amazing games in the KD experience so far. I think they're heading for the finals again. I would, again, I asked this question to John Jansen. I asked this question to Will Hill. If you're power rating the Western Conference teams right now of most likely to make it to the finals. Phoenix has to be one. Golden State has to be two. And then Denver, even with the one seed, is three and again don't sleep on Sacramento we talked about that last night the fact that the kings are 35 to 1 is ridiculous could be the 3 seed they're more than capable of winning multiple playoff series now i don't know if they're capable of winning 3 but they're capable of winning 2 even with never being there before 35 to 1 is ridiculously long on Sacramento Dan Miller we had a result we had a result already that a that a first round wow Welcome back. To Bones, took him under two minutes. Wins by submission against Cyril Gain. So Jones is back right away. Takes out the top contender as well. Very impressive. Very impressive. What was the pricing on that, Dan? What was the pricing on? Yes, yeah, Dan Miller, the resident, the resident. Expert of this show for UFC plus six seventy by submission, so Jones Jones wins the heavyweight title. First back, first fight back in over three years, and it doesn't matter; it's done in less than two minutes. Pretty impressive by one of the best fighters ever in the octagon. So Jones wins there. All right, let's look at some games here for Sunday bet prep in the NBA. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Suns and Mavericks, the first time Kyrie and KD will face each other. Suns are one and a half point underdogs, 232 and a is the total. Will Hill earlier in the show liking over in this game, and I tend to agree with Will. In games where Dallas are going to play elite offenses, the rest of the way, I don't know how they're going to defend elite offenses. And at 232 and a half, which is actually a pretty reasonable NBA total at this point. I don't know how you can't at least take a, sp- a piece of the over. two thirty-two and a half and a half on Phoenix and Dallas. That would be a lean. I'm, I'll probably follow my guy Will Hill, but I am curious to see, and again, for Dallas, you have to make the playoff bracket. If you don't make the playoff bracket, and have to go through a playing scenario, that your bad defense could could bite you here. It really could. They're in the six hole right now. They're tied with Minnesota. They hold the tiebreaker. They're the sixth seed right now. So these games are extraordinarily important for Dallas, trying to stay in that playoffs, playing out of that playing scenario, and into the, we're automatically in the playoffs. They're very talented, dude. No arguing that. Those guys are two of the most talented players ever to play the game. Lean to the over in Phoenix and Dallas. 2.32 and a half right now at DraftKings. Also, Steph Curry's coming back, it looks like. He is probable for the game against the Lakers. 3.40 Eastern time for that one. Golden State's a five-point favorite. No LeBron still for L.A. Seems a little light on Golden State at five. But we don't know how long we'll see Steph Curry for. It'll be a very limited action in the first time back in about a month for Steph Curry. We're going back to College Hoops, previewing the Sunday slate next on Sunday Bed
0: If you dare.
1: mo play